Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Take here on 106.7 KZLX LP Maryville. I am your host, Will Linder. Sitting to the right of me is our dear friend, Wesley Ellington. That's that's me. Yeah. And then to my left, we have Kyle Harris. Howdy. Happy to be here. And then uh, behind me, I have Cody Nance. Still traumatized by chicken memories. Right on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> This week on The Best Take, we decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, We decided to rather create our own films from scratch. Uh, Who would be in it? What would they do? All the crazy antics in between the film. Or uh, do a remake of an original film that um, you could pick out your own cast and director or writers and such. And basically just have fun with this segment. Um, We decided to all pick out something a little bit Yeah good yeah. yeah yeah i don't know what i'm nodding you for i don't know why i'm nodding at you for but um i think that we'll have fun with this one i love to do like these create your own projects um they make me really happy because someday i don't think i'll ever be like a real film director but i like to, p- to play pretend you know <laughs> yeah so it's okay. um i created my own film from scratch you did a remake. These are file. ideas. Yeah, yeah, these are just ideas. So these are ideas for films. I have an idea for a remake. Will has an original idea. Cody, Wes, what do you guys have up your sleeves? I have a half original idea that I'm going to make up as I go along. Okay, improv. Uh, I'm tried. I wrote a movie this summer, um, but you know that's probably what I'm going to talk about. Oh, I've heard of this. Your idea is really cool too. So I'm excited to hear how it like came together. Yeah. My idea is not as serious <laughs> it's, it's not it's mostly just it's it is a bad film um intentionally so like, like intentionally Sharknado? bad no not kind of kind of do you want me to explain it sure Please. you go okay, first perfect will always gets to go first well i'm at the mic <laughs> yeah i control the button go for it <laughs> um my film is called the lake house okay mm-hmm. um have you guys seen the movie book club <laughs> yes don't remind <laughs> how do you feel how do you feel about how do you feel about book club i feel like we've brought up book club a lot on this show this is a rare half star film for me which is the lowest rating i can give a movie It's half a star on letterbox.com is how i do it but uh yeah it's got mary steenbergen jane fonda like Jane Curtin, I think one of the original SNL cast members, but it's this old ladies book club where they're all also dating like 40 year old men. Like Jane Fonda, I think ends up with Andy Garcia, which mm, there's yeah. probably at least a 35 year age difference there. Right. Problem. Oh, no, Andy Garcia is kind of up there. Okay. Well, you know, it's still weird. <laughs> it's still not a good movie. Honestly though, how many, I don't want to get on track, track here too quick, but how many movies is there about like old women getting their groove back and having sex with younger men. There's so many, right? It's a lot of movies. It's Sorry, a whole well, genre. Continue. 27. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> not not favorable reviews of Book Club, but how does Book Club factor into The Lake House by Will Linder? So it's a lot like what you would probably see in Book Club, which is just old people having fun. Um, it stars Robert De Niro, Meryl Streep, uh, probably Jane Fonda in there. Somehow the guy, um, whoever plays the teacher from, no, no, the coach from 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, whenever they go back to high school, they both go oh, to the high school. Oh, uh, Rob, uh, Rob. Who Rob, is that guy? Rob, yeah. uh, Rob something. Rob something. Well, he probably makes it in the in between there. Um, Eugene Levy is oh. probably somewhere in Rob there. Diggle. Rob yeah. Diggle. Yeah. Okay. Rob Diggle? Okay. Yeah. Who is that? He, he the, the PE teacher in 21 Jump Street. Is that teacher. it, though? Or do we just all really love the PE teacher from this movie? He's just in every movie. He's in a lot of so. He's He was also on Saturday Night Live for like one season. Oh, Rob Riggle. Riggle. Not okay. Diggle. Riggle. Yeah, Rob, Rob Riggle. Riggle. Okay, I know who that is. Never mind. You know Sorry what? Just because we said that, we're going to put him as the main role. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's now De Niro. And yeah. he's in like old people makeup. Nice. <laughs> so um, this is basically about two married retirees um actually like two pairs of married retirees and they you know are they've had a great life you know they've raised a couple kids um they have a one of them probably has like an old farting dog or something they have a lot of money maybe 
and um, one of them actually they're 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 the two they're friends but they're like polar opposites like maybe one is like a bit richer but then the other is like a you know they're one's rich and conservative but the other is like you know more liberal and outdoorsy and such you know is that Street so from Mamma Mia basically yeah pretty much so who's the other like one's De Niro and one is Streep yeah, and then the okay. other one's Rob Regal. How does he factor in? <laughs> he's another, he's, he's just guy. another old married cup, yeah, guy. Okay, but guy. but both of these people. So De Niro has a wife who's just not mentioned yet, and Streep has a husband, or are they? How about, how about this? What? I want to replace Rob Regal. I'm negotiating my film as we speak. Deal. Replace Rob Regal with Jack Nicholson as the mm. old. The other old guy. I think we okay. no longer like Rob Riggle. Not an attractive cast, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> None of these people look too good anymore. <laughs> they, all look, they all look old. Um, but so and what then, happens with these people? Well, uh, yeah. So um, they, they go up to this lake house, you mm-hmm. see, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> is there like a so, love triangle involved, or is there like infidelity? <laughs> it's really about like it's it's like their summer vacation, even though they're retired, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But um, they spend like maybe some stupid holiday together. Like, uh, what's a, like a really pointless holiday in the summer? I guess like uh, I don't know. No, okay, maybe this isn't a pointless holiday, but Fourth of July—that's a pretty cliche one for like summer. And so they all go up for the Fourth of July weekend or whatever, and um, it's like the two like rival families and stuff. And they come in as friends, but then they, you know, they they find out things about each other that are just a little ooh ooh. Can I give you a title? Yes. A change idea. How does this sound? Grown Ups Three: Colon <laughs> Twenty Five Years Later. <laughs> <laughs> and half of the cast is dead now, so that's great. Grown Ups 3, colon, colon problems. <laughs> I was going to go there. <laughs> okay, but really, have you ever heard of the series of films Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Grumpy Old Men, too. So this They're is great. kind of the vibe I'm getting. So that's like Jack Grumpy Lemon, Walter Man. Matthau, and then instead of Rob Riggle, they have... Um, <laughs> Burgess Meredith. <laughs> yeah, he's in that, too, I guess. Is he yeah. alive? I don't no, think he no, is. he's no, super he's dead. dead. Definitely dead. No, Burgess but... Meredith's dead body. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. Home. No, uh, <laughs> Kevin Pollock. Burgess Meredith. Kevin Pollock. Okay. Kevin Pollock is your Rob Riggle in that scenario. So, like, you were getting really close, especially because like ice fishing is a really big part of Grumpy Old Men. When you brought up like Lake House, I was like, oh no, does he know that this exists? But so this is—is is this like more comedic or more serious and heartfelt? Like, which direction do you take it? It's supposed to be super lighthearted with. <laughs> dramatic moments that are a bit cringe <laughs> and then the comedy is also cringe so just overall it's like a very pasty movie um a couple of tra- so yeah um there's not really much of like a plot they just kind of like buffer around like this it the, let's talk about the demographic mm. and even like psychographic of this film demographic is for the people who have seen the film book club <laughs> So why don't you make Book Club 2, where those same characters go to the lake house? Well, then it's going to be, what, Book Club, the lake house? That doesn't make any sense. Or Books by the house, Lake. The book books club. by the Lake. Yeah. Lake by the that would be the prob- <laughs> That would be a good title, but the problem is... <laughs> For listeners, Will's face when he realized how good of an idea that was, was devastating. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, the problem with that title is that Robert De Niro's character can't read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Meryl so Streep reads him. him the books. They sit on an old porch swing, like a rickety yeah. wooden porch swing, and Not- she like reads him Huck Finn so that they can talk about it at book he's club like, next uh, week. Uh, uh, f- 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 Not, f- Not f- because f- he's illiterate. It's just because like he can't see. Oh, we're seeing <laughs> better, yeah. Oh, okay. So like maybe there's like another messed up trope where like i'm like i'm crying right now <laughs> okay can i can i one more suggestion so can jack I about- nicholson is really really old right and he looks yeah. horrible <laughs> so <laughs> de niro de niro's also pretty old but not like on the same level what if instead of de niro you get bruce dern <laughs> <laughs> what if i get bruce dern and laura dern <laughs> to just come in and like do all this stuff but no, the no, the running no. trope for De Niro's character is that like, um, you know, they're driving up and they're like, "Honey, I forgot my eyeballs," and he's like the one who's. <laughs> <laughs> what what if what if one of the gags is that like he's old so he can't hear anything so he's always like, "Are you talking to me?" 
That's as bad as it gets. That's the worst joke That's I could come up with. That's the worst you can get. Um, <laughs> so then, like, you know, Meryl Streep just carries around Robert De Niro's eyeballs. <laughs> and, like, remember, this is supposed to be, like, a lighthearted movie. But then, like, that one scene is just like, what is going on here? Like, how does this make any sense? Wait, wait, wait. Is this what if this is a crossover between a uh, book club and Dirty Grandpa? Oh, <laughs> maybe. Wait, was it Bad Grandpa, or Dirty Grandpa, Dirty Grandpa, Dirty Grandpa, the grandpa. one with uh, Zac Efron, and which I haven't, I haven't not Johnny Knoxville, right? I don't think I've seen it, yeah. but I'm sure Bad Grandpa is the one with the um, people from Jackass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dirty Grandpa is Dirty Grandpa is yeah. De Niro and Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. There needs so, to be like a rhyme for that. You know how like with snakes, it's like. Red and yellow, friendly fellow. Like we need like one of those, but for remembering which grandpa movie is which. <laughs> they came out like a year apart too. That's the crazy part. Well, anyway, um, throughout my film, there's this running trope where somebody has to comedically fall into the lake, as in like they're sitting by the pier or whatever, and then they go like, "Whoa!" and then they like fall into the lake, you know. Um, so that has to happen every five minutes in my film. <laughs> like it keeps falling in. Yeah. It's like the same like clip of like, you know, or like whoever actor it is, you know, and it's just like they not even, it doesn't even have to fit like the situation, you know, they could be in like a really like serious argument between the two characters and all of a sudden it's like it cuts in that one thing to like the person like falling off the pier and then it goes right back to the serious stuff. So I'm picturing like the scenes in Family Guy when the, the neighbor falls in his bathtub off the Yeah, roof, Cleveland. You know, Cleveland, that's it, yeah. Now, now, like, now, 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 now. So like no matter where they are, if they fall, they like roll into the lake. So like he falls in the kitchen and just like Rolls all the way to the lake. He's like, like no, that. no, no, not again. <laughs> ah. And it happens like every five minutes. <laughs> the actors are just getting like so sick of it. Be like, I want off the set now. <laughs> He's like slipping on a banana peel and sliding for like 300 feet to the lakefront. <laughs> on set, they're just like, all right, Jack, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have this really serious discussion with like your daughter or your wife. And um, it's, like, about how, like, you guys are going to – if it's your wife, you're going to get divorced or something like that if, like, you don't change, like, you being an alcoholic or something. Also, I need you to slip on this banana peel, (laughs) fall into the lake somehow, and just keep rolling. They're just, like, all – like, their bodies are just so torn at the end of the film. They're at the store getting supplies, and they fall into the car onto the gas pedal perfectly so that the car drives them back to the cabin, and then they fall out the door into the lake. (laughs) (laughs) and so basically like the entire film is just like what is going on here like seriously um but anyway it's um i feel like it's a really good start to what i want and um yeah i don't know i don't really have anything else to follow up with this film i just think that making a really bad film like book club or something like that would just be like a nice twist because it might be like one of those things where it's like, Oh, it's super lighthearted and enjoyable. And like, I'm going to take like my husband out to this film and he'll love it. And then you just walk in and it's like, why are they falling into a lake all the time? It doesn't make any sense. So, like Wet Hot American Summer, but with geriatrics is kind of, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of getting the same vibe from that, honestly. Pretty much. And then, like, the old people sue at the end because, like, all their broken bones from falling. <laughs> they, they like, they get the lake drained. That's, like, the, that's like a big win for them at the end. Is, like, we had the lake drained or dredged. Like, all the wildlife, like, killed. <laughs> then it, like, plays, like, Reba McIntyre at the end or something like that where they're all, like, partying at a barbecue or something. and Just the ultimate boomer movie. Yeah, like, that. It's it's literally targeted for boomers, so... I'm glad that you liked it. That killed a good 15 minutes. So, <laughs> but um, who wants to who wants to go next? Share their film. Jeez, I can jump in. Mine's not nearly as funny. Um, mine is a remake. I think there's a 1981 film that's due for for a, a, a redux. Uh, I'm a big fan of two things: celebrity cameos in movies and road movies. I love both of those. Um, and so the ultimate convergence of those two happened when Burt Reynolds made Cannonball Run in 1981. 
So the plot of the movie is that Burt Reynolds gets like 20 of his friends together. So the cast list for the first film is him, Roger Moore, who used to play James Bond, Farrah Fawcett, Dean Martin, Dom DeLuise, Sammy Davis Jr., Terry Bradshaw, Jackie Chan, just like literally everyone. <laughs> like in the second movie, they add um, Frank Sinatra and like Don Knotts. Like literally everyone is in these movies. Jeez. And so it's just like a no-holds-barred race from New York to California. <laughs> like two or three days just all the way on the road and the characters are doing fun things to like slow down other people and like trap them and get ahead uh and so that's the original but i think that it's kind of due for a remake i think that the popularity of those like valentine's day movies or like new year's eve do you know what i'm talking about where like mm-hmm. taylor swift will have a five minute segment and bradley cooper will be over here for 10 minutes and they all kind of come together in the end those have been really popular. My girlfriend loves them. Uh, so I think there is an audience that are just like, I want to see the stars come out, and I want a comedy, and I just want it to be light and fun. And I think... I want to see the stars come out. <laughs> <laughs> but so like the, the fun of this is like choosing who are the 20 coolest actors today that I want to put in this movie. And like, who do you team up? And, you know, because a lot of times there'll be like two or three people in a car on a team because you don't want to stop driving. Right. So like in the in the first movie, you have like Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. together. They play priests as like their ruse to get ahead because like everybody's going to be nice to a priest. Right. But so in this movie, we have combinations like uh, Bill Murray and RZA who have worked together on a couple movies. They did like coffee and cigarettes together. And then they did the dead don't die this summer. So Rizzo from the Wu-Tang clan (laughs) in a car with like Bill Murray. And my pitch for them would be that they are the ambulance drivers that like, they're not trying to win the race. They're there to like clean up accidents and like help people out who are hurt by these ruses along the way. Um, but you have all kinds of fun combinations like Brad Paisley and Peyton Manning in a car or like <laughs> Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter versus like Letterman and Paul Schaefer. You know what I mean? The Brad, is it Brad Paisley? Paisley. Paisley. Paisley Brad From nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they just do the nationwide stuff throughout the entire film. We'll but get like so much money. That's like their only dialogue throughout it. You know, just like saving big money on car insurance can get you this and this and this. And then they do the... Um, so like Tracy Morgan's really... He has like 100 Ferraris or something stupid like that. So I thought it would be funny to put him in the race as himself. Um, and like he keeps getting in the lead with these super fast sports cars and then just drilled by Walmart trucks. Like every time he gets in the lead, <laughs> he's like in a huge accident with a Walmart truck. Oh, Walmart and it like, truck. That's cause that's what hit him in real life. life. Oh. The big accident. Oh that's in a horrible taste. That's I, I don't terrible. think so. He, he jokes about it in his own standup. So maybe he would be into oh, it. I guess I think it does. would be hilarious if oh. like he kept getting in first place and he's like, yes, I'm going to win. And then just out of nowhere <laughs> comes like, a Walmart truck. Smacks him and stuff. Maybe I'm the bad guy. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that it's fun to pick out, like, you know, who would be a racer in the movie Adam Adam Driver, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I mean, you could put, like, all kinds of fun combinations Sandler and Chris Rock or whoever. You should do that thing from The Little Rascals um, because he has all those Ferraris. He's, like, the rich guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he calls, like, his his dad or whatever from, like, the sideline. He's like, how uh, – thanks you for the what, – what's the line in The Little Rascals where, like, he calls Donald Trump? Uh, you lost me. It was, like um, – it was something, like – he calls him, like, during the race or something like that. He's like, thanks, Pa, for the, you know, nice wolfer or something like that. There's a race in The Little Rascals? The Little Rascals, yeah. It's the finale. Yeah, it's, like, the big plot of the movie. Yeah, they like create the car and then. Uh, I think I've only seen the show. I don't know. I don't oh, think I've seen. The don't movie. worry, we'll watch. We'll we're. I'm gonna force you to rewatch it uh, <laughs> later. <clears throat> but the, there's a scene in that movie where the kid calls his dad from like um, when he's when he's uh, driving the go kart or whatever, and uh, the guy who picks up is Donald Trump from like 1993 or something like that. Mm. So I was thinking, do the same thing with like Tracy Morgan's character. And then it's like Eddie Murphy who picks up or something Or Donald like that. Trump again. Donald Trump again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't have like a winner picked out or anything. I'm trying to remember who won in the first movie. I think it was one of those things where like nobody wins. Like there was mm-hmm. some kind of out at the end. But uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of possibility there. I love those old Burt Reynolds road movies, Smokey oh, one, and the Bandit, Cannonball Run. One car's got to be... Uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, I'd be down for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But. One of my favorite cameos, just because you said you were a big fan, um, one of my favorite celebrity cameos in a film is uh, 
Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, just that weird bit with Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> who like keeps showing up and like doing like a bunch of weird stuff with them and stuff like that. It's like Neil Patrick Harris, how did you get here? And he's like, gosh, Neil guy, can you like take me to Boston or whatever? Like, <laughs> just weird stuff. I don't know, but I, I always love that part. Um, I have a personal favorite cameo, and this is not like a well-known movie, but um, it's called She's Kind of Funny That Way. It's directed by Peter Bogdanovich, who did like The Last Picture Show. Um, but this is a movie from like 2013 with Owen Wilson and like like mainstream actors. But it's a big <laughs> cast of like 20 or 30 people, celebrities, um, with an intertwining story about this guy who's producing a play. And there's a narrator throughout who's this woman that's dating the the playwright. And she's being interviewed, um, and so every couple minutes we'll check in on the interview, and she'll be like, yeah, this is what happens next, right? And so at the end of the movie, she's closing. She's talking about how the play went and, like, what happened to Owen Wilson, the playwright. And the interviewer asks, like, well, what's your love life like now or something? And so there's, like, three minutes left in this movie. And she goes, and this is, like, a romantic New York movie, like, the kind of film you would take your girlfriend to. And she goes, oh, I've got a new friend in the business, and we're getting kind of serious hard cut to a door to the right being like slammed open quentin tarantino busts in as himself and goes like come on babe we're getting in the car hurry up (laughs) she like runs and jumps into his arms and then like like the end of a looney tunes cartoon where it's like like uh blackness just kind of like there's a circle of the picture that's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's like that kind of ending where Quentin Tarantino just busts in as himself and is like, come on, we're moving. (laughs) I don't know. That's my favorite celebrity cameo. Do you guys have one? Um, The only one that really comes to mind is uh, X-Men First Class. Who is it? Uh, Wolverine. Oh, okay. I I can't say it on air. When uh, when Charles and Magneto go to recruit him and he's like, yeah, it's yourself <laughs> he gives him a hard no, yeah, a hard no. <laughs> do you have one Wes I don't know that's a that's a tough one for me um I, I really like celebrity uh cameos uh I don't know though I, I can't really think of one right now maybe I'll bring it up later but I can't really think of one right now I'm not gonna lie we both nice. like the movie Uncle Drew a lot which was just oh, like no. slam packed with celebrity <laughs> cameos yeah, that had a lot of stuff, and it was more of like one of those like kind of team of movies. They had like a lot of like you know NBA All Stars from back in the day and current mm-hmm. stars to that. So that was that was a good one too. I think anything with the Rock in it. He was a cameo in Star Trek years ago. That was a TV show though. Who? Uh, the Rock. Which Star Trek? It was a uh, I think it was a New Generation or Next Generation, like ninety four or something like. No, that. that would have to be like um, Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. So that sound familiar? Well, he was like a he was like an alien wrestler. Oh no, I got it. All right, guys, I got it. Spider Man One, Randy Savage, when he was. Uh, oh, okay, was okay, yeah. that's you a good one. Three minutes. Three minutes. Also, Bruce Campbell time. as the uh, announcer guy in and that Bruce first Spider Man, yeah. and Octavia Spencer, all like in yeah. the same movie, yeah. same scene. <laughs> the extras wow. in the Spider Man trilogy are just fantastic. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who's got another movie pitch? Because that's right. about all I have. I'll hit it up. Um, one of my things to do, you know, some people sing in the shower. I think of movies in the shower, uh, and like I just kind of, I shower and I like come up movie ideas, and then the next time I shower, all right, where was I? And I just continue and I like recite the monologues. People think I'm real weird. Uh, Do people hear this? Uh, no, um, sometimes. <laughs> okay, because you live in the dorms where yeah. like there, there might be a dude going to the bathroom next to you. So like, <laughs> are you saying this out loud for everyone to hear? Sometimes. Okay, cool. What if I made a science fiction novel where... <laughs> well, like, no, I'm not like saying the premise. I'm saying the lines. Uh, so I'm, like, that's even worse. <laughs> How could you kill him? <laughs> anyway, um, so one of my, one of my favorites... Uh, that I came up with in that time span was uh, a superhero movie called The Night Hunter. <clears throat> it's a uh, it's about this dude uh, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt because I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's a good dude. Um, and he gets injected with this drug because he was like running around and then he got cornered by the mafia or something. Jeez. And so he had no choice. And he's like. Uh, so uh, what? Uh, drugs? Take stab stab. Um, <laughs> Wait. So the mafia gives him the drugs, or he's like the only way to beat the mafia is to take these drugs. Yes. The ah, second one. Yeah. Second okay, one. okay. So the only way to beat the mafia is to, to take... stab myself in the arm. He does it, and then what? 
And then this, like, this aura, this different personality, like, takes hold and he just murders these people very hard. And then he snaps out of it and he's like, whoa, that was weird. And then he goes on with his normal life, not knowing that he's got, like, this murderous side. And then, um, (coughs) he's got a cough. Sorry about that. And then, uh, you know, every time he goes to sleep, he, uh, he kills people. <laughs> so does, is there like a physical transformation, like Hulk or Doctor no. Jekyll, or is it just like a it's, different part of his mind? Clicks it's a on? mental trans. It's a mental thing. Okay. Can you he, see the he just he just wakes up as like this like vigilante murderer man, and like goes on patrol. He uh, eventually finds two swords, puts on a hood. He just finds them. He, he like robs a. a a and sword he, store. Stores, <laughs> he murders a pawn shop owner and just takes sword the swords. Store. He Actually, walks past like lines and lines of guns and picks up the sword from the pawn shop. The Actually, I have a couple of different versions of this. Uh, would it be better if it was the random drug thing I came up with mm-hmm. or if it was a generational thing? As soon as his father dies, the power is passed on to him. I like the drug thing, but you have to explain to me like how these drugs wound up. And in how his he hands. got it, yeah, yeah. Is he like a pharmacist with like an experimental new drug or something? Or is he a scientist experimenting on a new drug? Yeah. What do you think? He's a reporter. Oh, He's okay. a reporter for the Daily Bugle. No. <laughs> or is he from? Uh, He's a reporter that gets a drug from a scientist guy in California and. It's like a symbiote thing. Is it like a? Name he's a reporter worried about this new experimental drug, and he's like, "Hey, kind of sounds like." Bad. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with the generation thing. The generation that, thing. That way, we don't have multiple people like this guy running around. Um, so definitely so talking yeah. about Venom for a second. His his daddy's dead, so he's like, "Ah, oh, that sucks." And then he goes to sleep, and then suddenly he finds like three criminals were murdered on the on the news the next morning. He's like. Pfft. That's crazy. So and he then, has like blackouts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sounds like a super villain. <laughs> but he doesn't even know. Is like what I think is the coolest aspect of this so far. Yeah, but like it's a justice thing though. Like the the other the other side only kills bad people. Oh, so okay. it's okay. Um, <laughs> so who's is like who's the big guy that he's got to kill at the end? Is it another superhuman individual, or is it just like the, the mafia boss you mentioned oh, earlier, yeah. or it could be like who is it? He's thinking. Get, you're getting there. Because, mm-hmm. like, if, if you go with the, the drug formula, the you know what I mean? Instead of, like, uh-huh. the passing from father to son, if you do the drug thing, there's the classic plot line where one guy just takes, like, nine of those mm-hmm. compared to his one. You know, that's, like, what the Hulk did. That's, like, what... Venom. Or, like, I mean, I guess Abomination is the guy in the Hulk series that does that. Or you have, like, the movie Overlord. Yeah, Venom too. The big Venom, bad guy yeah. is a guy who's been studying this uh, hereditary passed-down thing for years and it thinks he has invented a drug that can replicate it. And then he stabs himself, and it doesn't it doesn't work out quite the way he thought it would. Classic. And, uh, yeah. He's permanently the like the crazy thing, but he's like he doesn't have the limits that the night hunter has. So the night hunter goes after him. Oh, also, um, this prevents Joseph Gordon Levitt from like getting hurt. Like anytime there's a danger near him, like if a car's about to run into him, time will like freeze. But like Joseph Gordon Levitt's like steps out of the way enough to be like just that was kind of weird and then move on with his life and just think about that for the rest of the day. Uh, but like, he's not going to try anything else cause that's dangerous, you know? Yeah. Okay. So like as soon as he discovers that he has this going on, is he cool with it? And he's like, I'm going to like feed into this. And if I see a bank being robbed, I'll like pop some melatonin and just like try and fall asleep as fast as I can. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. Like, like, does he eventually try and control it and become, like, a classic superhero? Or does he just continue this narrative of, like, I can't help it? Okay, well, he doesn't know. And then uh, eventually somebody finds out it's him, right? So he's tied up, and he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Everything's crazy since my father died. And then they knock him out. And then the Night Hunter takes over because they punched him and knocked him out, and he just breaks out and kills everybody. And then that's when he realizes, whoa. <laughs> now, question: Is it um, is it kind of like split almost? Where like he is it just like is it like some sort of like physical transformation? Is there's like, no physical transformation. Oh, okay. He just it just kind of happens. And he's just yeah. Like, <laughs> does his eyes get? Black Have you or seen uh, Spectacular Spider-Man? Yeah. You know the uh, the part it's where about the show right? Yeah. Okay. You know the part where um, the symbiote 
just kind of takes Peter's body out for a joyride one night, uh-huh. like while he's asleep. Yeah, it's similar to that. Okay, so he's kind of sleep throughout it. Yeah, and is it if it is it like the uh, is that the what is it the entity called or like the, the night hunter? So like is the the night hunter is it like a separate being or is it just an extension of him? Uh, it's it's. I don't mean to get like too philosophical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, like, is it, does it speak? Does it like have? Does it, like, it doesn't, talk to him? It doesn't does like it? talk to him or anything, but it does have like its own desires and stuff. It's okay. like kind of an ancient evil sort of thing. Okay. Kind of like Ghost Rider. I dig. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm following. I like that. So obviously, does this ancient entity has knowledge of sword use, or is it kind of like? Joseph Gordon-Levitt just doing his best with a sword. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not super good, or is he, like, insanely good all the time? He's insanely good. Okay. Like, uh, when he's just Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, he doesn't know that he's good, but, like, every now and then he'll be in danger, and then instincts will kick in, and he'll, like, be able to do do something for a little bit, but, like, not completely because he's not fully the Night Hunter. Mm. See, I like the ancient entity idea because that also kind of explains why he's still using swords instead mm-hmm. of a gun because it's... Yeah, some old guy. Getting some like you know. deep, windy Wu Homecoming Warrior uh, vibes too. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. So this is I good. just, I think I want to change the name though, like Doctor Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's <laughs> not terrible. A little late. <laughs> Night Hunter. It's fun. Doctor Sleep. <laughs> Wait, are you guys like? Because he falls asleep when he. You know. Okay, but I thought that was a joke because there I is a movie a called Doctor Sleep the, yeah. coming out in like two months. It's the sequel to The Shining. Do you not know about this? No, I, I saw them. I have the movie poster on my phone. I should know better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like right here. <laughs> I was gonna show you guys later, but oh, yeah. Just name it Doctor Sleep anyway. Doctor Sleep. They two. won't know. I don't know. I like the Night Hunter a lot. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Night Hunter with a K or just an N? N. Okay. I think Night. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a George Romero film called Night Rider with a K. And it's, I haven't seen it, but it's like what you're thinking of probably. It's like a medieval knight that rides motorcycles, like Spirit of Vengeance style. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So hmm. that's kind of what I thought you were going for there. But I think, um, I think Night Hunter mm-hmm. needs some kind of like theme song to go along with it. <laughs> you know, it's like Night Rider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's, uh, so what's it? That's like uh, the theme song, though. So. Jeez, what's the dude that was in the SpongeBob movie? I'm sorry that this is what David he's known Hasselhoff. For. David Hasselhoff. What, uh, what was the show he was in in the 80s? Night, Night Rider. Night Rider. I just thought of the theme song. <laughs> 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 the Night Hunter. Night Rider. What's your superhero's name? Hunter. Hunter. Will Night just calls Hunter. everything related to Night. Night Rider. We've had this problem multiple times. <laughs> I know. Like other like conversations. I, just I think of it's Knight all Rider. just Night Rider to him. And have you watched a lot of Night Rider? <laughs> no, TV I've, show? I've never seen Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I kept thinking of Easy Rider last time. That was it. You kept calling Easy Rider Night Rider. I kept Rider. calling it Night Rider, and I've seen Easy Rider. have not seen Night Rider. So mm. I just think that a theme song would kind of help his, his boost his persona to now, the public. My question know. is, like, what is the – is it like a uh, – it's like the classic, like DC, just straight up dark. Like, there's nothing positive dark. about this. Okay, very dark. Cool, cool. Murders, right? Nothing. There's no like comedy or. No, I got you. Is there a love interest for him? Is there some sort of dynamic? Uh, I was thinking about that. Yeah, because um, in my shower thoughts, I I have turned this into a trilogy. Yeah, and um, and yeah, the uh, love interest will eventually betray him and become the villain. Mm. Nice betrayal. Cool. I dig it. What is that? Is that all for you? That that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I it's not the best flesh out thing because I didn't like write it all down. Oh yeah. It's just I think it'd be a cool concept, and it sounds like you guys think it'd be a pretty cool concept. I dig He's it. in the works with DC Comics right now. He's <laughs> making a movie, comic book series, maybe a toy line too. I I I'd love to. Be yeah. DC, if you're listening. Wait, real quick. What does the costume Snyder look cut? like? Is there a costume? Like, okay, you, you talk about the okay, hood yeah, and the knives. What I does it look like? Have so a like bit a belt? of a costume. Okay. Um, so he's got a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got, like, you know, the human spider and how he had, like, that yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that mask that only showed the eyes. Uh-huh, I dig. So he's got that in the hood. And uh, he's got he's got fingers, gloves. Too and he's nice. got the guns. Oh, he got guns, too. Yeah, 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 he can use guns, too. 
Okay. He's also got swords. Cool. But he prefers the sword. He prefers the swords. Yeah, guns then is... when he gets tired, he just does the Indiana Jones thing where he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I think, Wes, you have a movie? Yeah, yeah. You wrote know. it this summer, right? Yeah. So a uh, little backstory on this. Um, <coughs> I had a dream one night that... Uh, it was just a bunch of black people like in a uh, dystopian like sort of like place. It was like rubble and they were wearing like silver suits. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. So I just woke up from that and I'm like, I don't, what, what was that? Like that, it had nothing, like the dream didn't end in any particular way. I wasn't in the dream. It was just random people that were just there. So uh, somehow that manifested an idea of like, uh, like what if there was some sort of like virus that was meant to eradicate like all people of color but ended up eradicating all people that are of color white people right mm-hmm. uh so uh, that's like a weird concept so i tried to like think of something how that can how that can be like possible i guess and like even like a made up way how that can be like possible so uh what i came up with was uh like over the past like 500 years or so of like American history, there's been like a lot of like controversy with like how people are treated and stuff. Obviously, so uh, I had like so in the, like in the uh, early parts of slavery, like um, they were like just collecting like data and stuff like that on on slaves and stuff like that, just having like their blood on file. And then uh, when it came to the <coughs> the like early 1900s, there was like you know uh, Jim Crow and segregation. There was also like uh, the uh, I forget the experiments. But the Tuskegee experiments? Tuskegee experiments. Yeah, the yeah. Tuskegee experiments. So there's that. Then there's also um, everything that happened like in the 30s with uh, Black Wall Street and stuff like that. So they were like getting remains from that one. And then there were also uh, HIV and AIDS in the 80s and stuff like that. So if you had HIV and AIDS, they'd get stuff from that as well as like crack, like crack cocaine. And... Uh, and also mass incarceration. So if you're like you were like in prison at one point, they have like your blood, and well, they probably do that anyway. But like you have their blood and stuff on the file, and they like separated that to get the people of color to have their particular blood on file from they're in prison anyway. So uh, yeah, so they make a virus like a mass virus to whoever. If you have like a descendants from like either slavery, um, the Tuskegee experiments, Black Wall Street, um, HIV/AIDS, crack cocaine, and mass incarceration then you're going to die. That's what they want. They want to, like, purify the world. They want to, like, you know, have the world just be completely clean from all the heathens and all the people that, you know, did those things. So, uh, yeah, they did that. Um, and a doctor finds out about this, and they uh, they decide that this is, you know, a messed up thing to happen, which I think most people would agree with. Uh, so they decide to reverse engineer it and the threat so they, they don't, so the government doesn't use it. Uh, but the government doesn't know that they uh, the doctor reverse engineered it, so they released the virus unknowingly, you know, killing all most white people. Yeah, so that's kind of the the backstory behind that. Uh, but the plot, I guess, is um, the doctor who uh, the doctor who like reverse engineered the the virus and ended up uh, getting killed is the mother of uh, the main character in my uh, in my movie named Turner. His name is like T- or Turner Washington, yeah, and uh, he's just like a college kid. I don't know who I'd want to cast as this one. I just just for now, I just say The Rock. Just have The Rock in your mind. Just even though he can't be convincingly a college person, but just just you know, bear with me, I guess. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so Nat is oh, no Turner is um the uh, the main character in the in the movie, and uh, he doesn't really know what his mom was into. He just knows she was in some, some uh, shady stuff, and uh, she recently passed, you know, because she was murdered by the government, and his pops is like, yeah, um, we need to talk about, you know, what's going on, what, what happened with your mom, this is a pretty messed up situation, so we need to heal you through this process, and da-da-da, Turner's not feeling it, but he, uh, his friend uh, named Nat, see what I did there, Nat Turner, mm, mm-hmm. right? yeah, that's cool, right, anyway, so uh, Nat, Cody Nat, doesn't, because he just watched movies in high school, but we, <laughs> we know what you're talking about, Will and I do, yeah, who's Nat Turner, uh, do you see the movie, what was it called, came out a couple years ago, um, Birth of a Nation, Birth of a Nation, Birth of a Nation, oh. like the new Birth of a Nation, okay, that's about Nat Turner, that's Nat Turner, he's a slave that led one of like the biggest slave revolts mm-hmm. in American history, yeah, oh, I know about Harry Tunman. Oh, that's different, but different good for person. you, buddy. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Uh, yeah, but uh, so 
I don't know. The reason why I did that is because I really like when uh, characters have like uh, have like historical like relevance of like they're named after like real people or like kind of. I think that's always cool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Nat is like this uh, hyper <coughs> like Hotep. Hotep is like uh, in the black community like somebody who's like hates white people and just like black people are like the key to success and everything's amazing about black people and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, so that's his sort of thing. That's his trope. And uh, Turner is kind of like. He's not like I don't I don't hate white people, you know, they cool. I don't think it's not like a thing I think about though. Uh so yeah. Uh and the, let me get to the plot, I guess. The plot basically is um Nat finds out that his mother was involved in the virus and the there's betrayal in it, like Cody. There's betrayal in the uh in how the virus was like not shared to the government that it got reverse engineered to so the person who killed uh, Nat's or Turner's mom is the one who like released the virus and was killing white people and was trying to like get power over that. Uh, but I'm trying to find a way for him to like want to kill uh, Turner. I don't really, I can't really think of anything other than like I just want like full revenge on her family, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's the he's like the big bad in it, and uh, eventually, um, like as a side part of it, uh, Nat becomes like. Uh, since like a lot of white people died, he, he assumes that it's his role to uh, kill the rest of the white people. It's like Oof. a sign from God. And uh, in the uh, in the end, uh, Nat kills or tries to kill the love interest of Turner, who happens to be a white woman. And that sets up a sequel where, you know, Nat's the the big the big bad. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. That's pretty big. I like it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. super intense. It yeah, seems no. like that should be like a mini series or something, like mm. like one of those like twelve hour mm -hmm. like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's weird because <laughs> that's I, I just that was really dark and boring. I don't. Uh, but you not know, boring. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, but I was uh, I mentioned that to like we were like I was like in this leadership thing and they were like, "What is something that you want to do with your life?" I'm like, "I kind of want to make this movie. I think that'd be pretty fun." And uh, this woman. She was like, oh, what type of movies? I'm like, that's oh, kind of like a thriller, like sci-fi type of thing. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, there's this director that makes stuff. I'm like, Jordan Peele. She's like, oh, yeah, how did you know I was talking about him? Because, like, for some reason, when you're a black person and you want to make movies about thrillers, like, everybody's like, oh, you're like Jordan Peele, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. Even though this does sound like very very jo Jordan Pillion, I guess. I don't know if that's sure. going to be coined or whatever. Pillion. But, yeah, <laughs> Pillion. But uh, I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's okay to be compared to that because this does have, like, you know, vibes mm -hmm. of, like, Get Out and Us and stuff like that. But, you know. I think I think it's uh I think it's pretty pretty chill. I think it's a cool movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just realized I forgot to cast everybody other than Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah. So, so who else is in your movie? So Emma Stone's my girlfriend. Your girlfriend or Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Gordon girlfriend? <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's girlfriend. I have this issue where <laughs> you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I have this he issue does. where I replace myself with my characters. Okay. Um. I don't know who should be my bad guy. I think we need to know more Alan about his Orkin. character other than like Alan Alan Arkin. Mitchell Alan Arkin, Musso. eighty year old Alan Arkin. Yes. <laughs> Just this Alan Arkin. Somebody who could be super obsessive <laughs> and like sociopathic. And he needs to be physically intimidating. He, a little bit, the probably. Rock. Mitchell Musso. Who was who was the who's the villain in the Shazam movie who's also in oh, like the, the Kingsman films? Yeah, uh, Mark yeah. Strong. Mark Strong would be good at that, I think. Yeah. I think he could play psychopath. And you want somebody who's like kind of physically matched with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Yeah, Russell Crowe, maybe a little bit above. <laughs> oh, uh, Christian Bale, I think that'd be dope. You could do that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I think Christian Bale would be a good villain. I haven't seen him as a villain, like a, I mean, he's an American Psycho, American Psycho, yeah. yeah, like a pure like villain, like he's just the the antagonist of the whole film. Mm. I haven't really seen that. Anyway, I mean, like technically, American Psycho would be an example of Christian Bale being a. Not not really a hero or a villain, just kind of like... The, yeah. Well, oh, what's it called? Like when you're just kind of... No, because he's not really like a hero. He yeah, doesn't really do no like a... redeemable yeah. yeah, he's just a murderer. Yes, he's just a villain. I don't know, but just I think that he would probably like sign on with that. You, yeah. you can give him a call. All right. <laughs> give him a call. Yeah. I The, the other movie that I was going to go for if I didn't do The Lake House was an untitled <laughs> sci-fi movie where... <laughs> It's um, it's like this really um, all my movies are obnoxious, you see. So, <laughs> um, the the other idea that I had for it though would be if a guy is like an astronaut 
and have you ever seen like um interstellar mm-hmm. or like matthew yeah. mcconaughey is like a big hope for the world and you know mm-hmm. so i i thought that but like the <laughs> the astronaut is a bit more like self-centered and stuff like that like he mansplains everything to like people and stuff like that but then like he's also supposed to be viewed as like the guy that you're rooting for mm-hmm. and so like something about that like really irritated me and i was like oh that would be actually like a obnoxious movie to like make so just like a really like unlikable like a really really unlikable like main character that like the movie really wants you to like like you know and push towards and stuff and then like it's like a two-hour movie too so a really unlikable main character that the movie wants you to really like yeah is that what you said yeah pretty much i I get what you're saying where it's like you know everything is there except for this character like everybody's like He's like, our only hope now. And, like, the music <laughs> swells. But then when you cut to him, he's like, give me a minute. I'm doing something else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he doesn't live up to the hype. But there's still so much hype there. Well, no, he's like a Mary Sue character where it's like he gets on the ship and he's like, no, don't do that. Like, like we got to do Lou. this, this, and this, and this. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> but then, like, the actor who plays him is also like that. And so, like, everybody just has a terrible time with the movie because it's, like, this obnoxious dude, like, being super pushy and bossy all the time. For some reason, like, that idea for a movie, like, slipped my mind. But then I thought that the lake house would be, like, a bit more, like, tolerable and easier to explain. So Edward Norton as an astronaut? Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that there are, there are a couple of things that I'd really like to see happen. Like, if I could experiment, if I were a major producer... I have so many things that I just want to see what would happen. Like, I think it would be cool with this de-aging software we have. So you know how, like, De Niro's going to play a 25-year-old, even though he's, like, 76 or whatever in The Irishman? Oh, I want to, yeah. like, push that to its limits. And I want to see De Niro, like, play one of the kids in Moonrise Kingdom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to, like, push that to its limits. <laughs> well, that, that uh, has been pushed to its limits by Clifford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clifford is a movie we watched as a group where Martin Short, when he was probably in his 30s, played an 11-year-old boy. But you know what I'm thinking of here? Did anybody else see Zoolander 2? No. I no, did not. No. Okay, Fred Armisen is in this movie. Yeah. And I think what they did was they had an actual child um, – do like the body acting, mm-hmm. but then they had the kid wear like a, like a green. What's what's the Same name of like the suits you wear that like you're completely morph suit. Cap? Yeah, like it's like a morph suit, but it's like just the head, so that they could like CGI Fred's yeah, face. That's, um, that's what they did for Captain America one when he was skinny Steve Rogers. Yeah, they just had like some kid, and then they CGI'd Chris Evans' face on him. Okay, imagine that. It's actually, a grown but like man. intentionally really bad. Ooh. And, like, that's what they did for Fred Armisen in Zoolander 2, and it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> that's, like, the best, like, the closest thing I can think of to to what I want to see happen would be, like, I, I want our greatest actors playing, like, children. You I, know got a, I, mean? I got a question. Hmm. What would you guys name my movie? Because I have no name at all. Your Black Apocalypse. Black Apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a black exploitation film, though, for sure. Um, Like, I don't know. Racism. <laughs> the Reaganomics. Fast and the Furious 10 Race Wars. <laughs> That's actually a really good name, Race Wars. Race that will not sell tickets. Like the only the only way to cure the virus is through racing. <laughs> like Fast and Furious style. Fast. <laughs> okay, okay. Um it's kind of spooky season. Here's another question I need our expert panel to answer for me. All right. I love the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh and there was one skit they did that I think was a parody of a movie, but I can't figure out what movie they were parodying. Where there was some kind of plague or illness and it turned out like Bart had a gene that prevented this disease so like everybody had to drink his bath water and like like kind of like worship or like go to bart does this sound familiar to anyone simpsons predicted belle delphine <laughs> yeah basically. yeah like drinking the bath water is definitely well, no but you that... like you needed you needed bart's genes so like you would have to i mean like eating him would be a drastic example but like you have to somehow d- develop this antibody that he has yeah. So they were like drinking his bathwater or something. Does this ringing any bells? Not at all for me. No, no zombie movies where there's like this is the chosen child. We have to get him to the safe I mean, zone. The Last of Us does that, but that's a video game. I was thinking The Last of Us too, but that came out, you know, after. Yeah. I'm assuming, I'm yeah. I'm just Not thinking like, of like Children of Men, but there was also a specific thing where they like had to, 
Like, like you couldn't just like keep Bart safe. You had to like use his body to like reproduce an antidote. I mean, World War Z kind of does that. Yeah, with like the uh, injecting yourself with with uh, various diseases so that the zombies can't see you. Mm. But that that's all I can really think of. I guess another mystery that I may never have solved. I'm not really sure. I maybe if our viewer or listeners viewers the one um, are listening <laughs> in their cars, I, I just yell it out the window or something. Yeah, we'll so hear then, you. Yeah, we'll hear you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> this is recorded on a Saturday, and it's like Tuesday now, I, I believe. So, and we're in a soundproof room. What if you guys? I guess your answer would be Cannonball Run. My Cannonball Run remake would be my movie pitch. Yeah. Would anybody else like share with us your movie like remake idea or something like that? Uh, remakes. Mm. Um, you know. We mm. probably should remake. I got one for you, Cody. Okay. I mean, yours is pretty simple. Like this, this should be an easy question for you because you love superheroes, I do. and there have been so many bad superhero movies that are like bad enough that we have not seen the character again. Yep. So, like Green Lantern. Yeah. That's that's oh, a yeah, big one. Right obviously, there. remake Green Lantern. Right. Very simple. Actually, I'm gonna take that even more obscure. Uh, remake Jonah Hex. Yeah, I guess remember that. you guys remember Jonah Hex yeah. starring uh Thanos. Josh Megan Fox was in it. Yeah, yeah Megan Fox, Fox was, in, was it. in it. I don't remember this. It's a cowboy it's a with like a sewn up mouth. Trash, uh he has some kind of supernatural powers. They're vaguely He's a bounty hunter world. that can talk to dead people. Yeah. yeah. Because he was dead, right? At yep. one point or something. And he's got a really messed up face. Yeah. It's pretty cool and his character's really neat in the comics. No, it is a dope character for sure. That's kind of weird. I'm trying to think of a a movie that I am also do. trying to think of something that like I would really like want to see, you know, not just like Yeah. Or just like what's an um, adaption that somebody like really did dirty, you know, that really didn't live up. I mean I was gonna say I didn't think True Grit was all that mm. The Coen Brothers True Grit? Yeah, I didn't know about that. The one. remake of the remake? The original True Grit is really good. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. like Jeff, the, it's I love Jeff Bridges in it as an actor, and he does like a really good job in it. But then like everything else just doesn't really fall. It's True Grit, rather, but I also didn't care much for the Magnificent Seven um, mm. that remake because that was mostly just like a bunch of characters like come together, and I didn't really think that. Who wants to see that? that? So. What? Who wants <laughs> to see a bunch of characters come together? Yeah. yeah who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, boys, it's time for Cody's hot takes. Okay. <laughs> the Colin Farrell uh, Tilda Recall remake? Oh, Better yeah. than the Schwarzenegger one. Oh, that's wrong. Hmm. But that does, that, one. that does remind me of another remake that should happen. Uh, they really screwed up R.I.P.D. with Jeff Bridges. Oh, Did you guys see yeah, that? yeah. Really cool concept. It was like kind of writing the pigtails of Men in Black, I think. That yeah. franchise was just wrapping up, and they were like, well, let's do this instead. Uh, I think it had so much potential that went unused. R.I.P.D. Ryan, Ryan uh, Reynolds, Jeff Bridges, and Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I think I think I'd do uh, Seven Samurai. The Kurosawa Seven film. Samurai. Yeah, dude. I think that'd be really cool. What would you What would you like change? I think I wouldn't change anything. You just shot for <laughs> shot remake it. Shot for shot. You know they did that with they Psycho did. with Vince Vaughn. Oh like yeah, the nineties. Yeah, yeah. They did like a shot for shot remake of yeah. the movie Psycho with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. It didn't go very well. <laughs> no. No, no. Well that's well even the it's Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Even Vince Vaughn didn't really <laughs> get what he was doing there, but <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough. Because like I don't remember like a work that Vince Vaughn has been in since like maybe like two thousand nine or something like that. Can you guys think of one? The internship. Yes. Yeah. And also well, well, uh, fighting in my family. Fighting with my family. The uh, movie about the professional wrestler Paige. Brawl and really? Cell Okay, okay. Yeah. so that, that no. came out pretty recently. That came too, out like the in Page 2017. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Vince Vaughn has had a huge resurgence in like dramatic film. He oh, did good. Hacksaw Ridge and then oh, yeah. Brawl and Cell Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, yes. All right. So he's still around. Yeah, yeah he's just changed because he's had like, I think like 10 DUIs. It's like 2009. Oh, uh, Fighting with my family came out in February this year, so yeah, yeah, fairly recent. But so like he's in like a in a pretty bad place in his like personal life, I think, and that's probably why you haven't seen any more like Owen Wilson buddy movies with him. Uh, but like I think he's starting to come back in just more serious ways. Yeah, yeah. The Psycho remake wasn't really up to par, and especially if you've ever seen like the original like 
Hitchcock, it's his style that makes the movie great. Not necessarily like the plot and the, mm-hmm. I mean, like Norman Bates is a pretty scary character, but there's other things a part of that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know if like there's like a remake off the top of my head. There's so many. That's the problem. Is like you know it, it happens like every um, couple of um, I guess like weeks or so now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they'll announce a, like uh, the remake of this, a remake of that. I was a really big fan fast. of the Rob Zombie Halloween uh, remake. Really, mm-hmm. I actually saw that one before I saw the original. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to it yet, but I love all the other Halloween. Uh, movies. Actually, I really like that one. I, I'm a big like uh, horror movie fan. At least like the you know the big you know franchises but yeah i'm a big fan of that one i'm also a big fan of the remake uh friday the 13th I like that mm. one i like how jason ran that made him way more terrifying wait uh, jason's in the remake of friday the 13th yeah that shit <laughs> completely changes the story because jason's not jason's in the not in one. the original friday the 13th oh it's yeah, jason's yeah, mom yeah. i mean he's in it for like three seconds the biggest the jump end. scare at the yeah. end but like the whole point of the movie is that it's not it's jason. his mom right yeah. yeah uh but no yeah they remade it and uh I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not a continuation. It's like a remake of it. Has a, no, it's a Texas Chainsaw remake. I'm thinking of that has Trey songs in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys? I I don't know if you came with me, but did, did we all go see the new Halloween movie? We came did. Out like couple we saw it individually though, because I know I took Hannah. Maybe I, Cody, I was with you, but too. you weren't. Will with us was well. also with. Us. I saw it oh, really? here. Oh, at, I, uh, on, yeah, yeah, and I can't remember. Um, I rented that. We all saw the video. Yeah. Who's good? <sighs> no? I, I liked it. it yeah. I liked it. Uh, it's definitely not as good as the first one. Uh, no, I, like the '78. No, yeah, no, no, no. I had a lot of people, like the YouTubers I watched, that they didn't like it as much as we did. Um, they thought the comedy was really out of place and weird. Which I thought that kid was hilarious. That kid oh, was hilarious. Kid, yeah, and I thought they did a 10 out of 10 job of like it was really funny, and then immediately you were like right back in the slasher oh, action, Lord. and yeah. it didn't skip a beat in my opinion. But yeah. maybe that's just me. Oh well, I, I, my my big thing is I'm just confused now because we have three movies that are titled Halloween. <laughs> I um it was weird because when I watched it, I was like, ah oh, man, I really don't want to see Jamie Lee Curtis die, but. I don't want to give out spoilers, but I am. Uh, and she didn't die in the end. I was like, oh, kind of wish she died. That would've, really? Would've <laughs> kind of wish sense. she died. Well, the next one is coming out next year so in 2020. she'll die in that. And from what I've heard, they're going back to the hospital from Halloween 2, mm. the Haddonfield <sighs> Hospital. Jeez. I hate Halloween 2. See, that's the biggest disappointment for me was um, t- at the end of that movie when Michael's not in the fire. Like, that's what made it, like, lose a lot of points in my eyes. Mm. I like, just, I still enjoyed it, but that end where it was just like, oh, this isn't the see, end. I don't know mm. if I'm a fan of Mike. I, I know we just got into Michael Myers stuff, but I'm, I don't know if I'm a fan of Michael Myers not being explained as, like, a supernatural creature. Or just He's just a pissed off 60-year-old man now at this point. You know? <laughs> it's not like a – because Jason is a zombie. You know, Freddy's basically a demon, but – well, like Lupin, Dr. Lupin always said, like, he's the incarnate of evil or yeah, something yeah, but like, like that. Okay, what? Dr. Loomis? Lupin is from Harry Potter. Yep. But, like, like what? You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I, it you just know what? doesn't make any sense. You know what I would want to see a remake over? Hey, you want to see a remake Children over? of the Corn. <laughs> the and see how they would do it in, like, what is it? Uh, Calton, Callaway, Nebraska, or whatever the town <laughs> is, you know? And then just like have like who would play like that really creepy Isaiah kid? Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'd probably just go to Cahokia, Missouri, and round up all of Cody's because <laughs> it's basically like Cody's friends. That's where we'll um, set it. For the record, I think that Children of the Corn is a very stupid movie, and it's oh. like an even dumber book. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Stupid movie, dumber book. It did kind of freak me out though, because like we're surrounded by cornfields. Oh, like, you think you're surrounded, surrounded by cornfields? Yes. Well, I mean, like this, like your place, and <laughs> and this where we're at now, and you never know what's in them them brushes. So <laughs> soil, usually soil. some coyotes. Coyotes, coyotes, coyotes They killed my coyotes. dog. It was very sad. Coyotes, like the um, the scarecrow i always felt like would the weird police officer thing that they like hung you know mm. i'm like well that's kind of a weird plot hole because it's like well he's not just going to go over there alone and then like what just disappear you know i just think but, of michael jackson when i think of scarecrows i think of batman when i think of scarecrows. from the whiz <laughs> mm-hmm. from the whiz <laughs> that's funny 
Well, I think this uh, wraps up our um, creation of movie ideas and uh, creation of remakes. Um, stick around next week on The Best Take. We'll have a bunch of uh, more things for you guys uh, as far as anything film, film criticism. We just got a good taste in movies, and we want to keep this going. <laughs> so I don't really know how to end this, but um, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a good rest of your night. And don't forget to stream us online at www.kzlxfm.com for more content and entertainment.